Two more weeks to 2022, guys. What'd you think of this year? What would you rate it? How do you feel about it? What did you learn in 2022? What did we learn about the world? What did we learn about ourselves? Time to reflect and make 2023 a much better year than the past few have been. Granted, it's all perspective. I think the past few years have been freaking awesome. But I look at it from an opportunistic and capitalistic perspective, right? It's all mindset. You could think something's bad and negative, and you just change the framing of it, change the way you look at it, and it could be totally positive, totally great. So uh, I think 2022 is, you know, had some bumps, had some turns on the roller coaster, but I think it was a hell of a year. And I think 2023 is going to be... It's going to be FUBAR. One of my favorite acronyms, FUBAR. Love that one. All right, guys, we're going to be talking about Trump's, uh, the referral from the January 6th committee for criminal charges for Trump. Remember, it's just a referral. It uh, doesn't mean they're going to get, uh, in, he's going to get indicted or they're going to go through or it's going to stick or anything like that. So we'll touch on that. I want to talk on, uh, touch on Elon Musk too, his poll, him being seen at the World Cup with Jared Kushner. What else? Twitter Files Part 7 dropping today. This one having to do with Hunter Biden's laptop. We've got, uh, I think, a couple other things to talk about in regards to Twitter as well. And then we're going to be talking about the border crisis too. Title 42. It was going to expire in just a couple of days. And then Supreme Court decided to extend it. So we'll talk about what that means and why that's a... um, a, a good thing for the border crisis. And then uh, we'll touch on Carrie Lake as well. She made a speech over the weekend that sent the mainstream media into a frenzy. Katie Hobbs also saying some dumb stuff in some interview uh, over the weekend. Uh, yeah, Carrie Lake, <laughs> she's a, she's awesome. <laughs> she's freaking awesome. And then, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, the court case that Carrie Lake filed, there were some opening hearings, opening statements in that that happened this morning. So we have a couple clips that we'll play and uh, listen to it. And lastly, we'll touch on what I think is uh, coming soon. And that is some UFO distractions from the mainstream media. So I found some articles, I guess, if you will, some information out there that Obama's Netflix production company Barack and Michelle Obama, they have their own special, it's called Higher Ground Productions, and it's the production company they're using to bring pieces to Netflix. They're going to be working on a UFO documentary about a uh, UFO abductions, a particular abduction case. So the Obamas are going to be slapping together this puff piece, bringing it to Netflix. And any UFO documentary on Netflix, guys, it's, it's pretty watered down. Let's be real. Anything on Netflix is going to be pretty watered down, especially if it's conspiracy theory oriented. So there's that. And then some of the articles too. I think in the next few months, we're going to be seeing a lot of limited hangout, distraction, BS, hitting the airwaves. So, you know, you know, I like to talk about that. So those are our topics for tonight, my friends. Thank you all for tuning in. Rumble, Foxhole, and DLive.
every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at uh, 7 p.m. EST. Sometimes I'm fashionably late, a few minutes late. I think I was more or less on time today. Also, if you want to listen to these podcasts, I have a Podbean account. You can find the link in the description below this video, or you can go to jordansather.com, and there's a tab where you can find the podcast version of these uh, three times a week news commentary streams that I do, if you prefer the audio versions as well. So you can find those. And then uh, I think that's all I wanted to touch on at the beginning here. Without further ado, actually one more thing. We've got a uh, sponsor for today's video, Noble Gold Investments. Helping me to bring you this content, helping you to invest your money into precious metals like gold, silver, palladium, platinum, rhodium, all kinds of precious metals. They can help you with retirement accounts, 401ks, if you want to go that route. If you prefer to have coins, bars, physical gold and silver on hand, they've got plenty of commemorative type coins, uh, pretty good prices too, near spot prices, and they have a lot of uh, investment guides and information as well on their website. So link for Noble Gold will be in the description below. Give them a call, talk to them. They'll help you out. They're great people. So there you go. Shout out to Mesmerist. Thank you for that Rumble rant. Starting it off. Good morning to you in Perth, Australia. And it's already 30 degrees. That's Celsius there, you you Aussies. Uh, 90 Fahrenheit. Woo! It's hot in, in Australia. It's hot in Australia. Uh, it's cold as crap here in America. Tell you that much. So much for global warming. Uh, but then winter hits. And they say, oh, no, it's not just warming. It's cooling, too. It's climate change, right? And uh, it's your fault, you human. You human burning gas and it's carbon dioxide. Yeah, bullshit. Can't stand climate change science because it's not science. It's BS. It's propaganda. It's lies. Uh, and thank you, Sean Joe and Stephanie Prague. Sprague. Stephanie Sprague on Foxhole. Thank you for those gold pills. Okay. So, news story time. January 6th panel votes to refer Trump for criminal charges. I think it was a unanimous vote. And, uh, yes, unanimous vote to refer insurrection. And that's the main reason they're trying to rush this through and get Trump uh, criminally charged for the insurrection because then he would never be able to hold a public office again. And that's the main point is they're just trying to prevent Trump from ever holding any kind of public office again. So, uh, yeah, hell of a timing. Hell of a timing for Trump to get referred for criminal charges, and this only a few weeks after Trump gets his Twitter account back. So we can see those tweets where Trump was explicitly stating, uh, be peaceful in your protests, go home. There was absolutely nothing inciting any kind of violence, insurrection, etc., so, yeah, man, perfect timing for Elon to give his account back. We can see those tweets. We can see the evidence destroying the January 6th narratives, yet they're still trying to refer him for criminal charges. But at this point, would I be surprised if they really do indict Trump? Mm, who knows, man? Who knows? At this point, I'm just taking it one day at a time, taking it one step at a time, see what they do. And whatever happens... I truly do believe that Trump has contingency plans in place for however it goes. 
So I would not be, um, you know, overly concerned. Again, just just take it all in stride, see how it goes. Uh, don't get emotionally triggered based upon what we're superficially seeing. But yeah, crazy stuff. We'll see what happens from that. And Trump put out a statement on his True Social account today saying, these folks don't get it that when they come after me, people who love freedom rally around me. It strengthens me. What doesn't kill me makes me stronger. Americans know that I pushed for 20,000 troops to prevent violence on January 6th and that I went on television and told everyone to go home. The people understand that the Democratic Bureau of Investigation, the DBI, are out to keep me from running for president because they know I'll win and that this whole business of prosecuting me is just like impeachment was, a partisan attempt to sideline me and the Republican Party. Two impeachments that both failed. Now we have them trying to refer criminal charges that are going to fail. And yes, the uh, it's purely to keep him from having any kind of office ever again. So there you go. All right, let's talk now. What do we got? Elon Musk putting out his poll today. Should I step down as head of Twitter? I will abide by the results of this poll. Yes, 57%, no, 42%. Couple of comments on this. Number one, he didn't exactly say when. He said, I'll abide by the results of this poll, but he didn't say when he could step down in like a few years, technically. He's not lying. Also, could this be a bot trap? A lot of his polls lately are bot traps, he's even said. And no doubt, there's probably loads of DARPA bots hitting the yes button on this poll. Um, also, maybe it was in the plan the whole time that Elon Musk wouldn't actually own Twitter for all that long. He would go in, buy it, clean it out, drop a bunch of Twitter files exposing all the shit that Twitter did, and maybe Elon Musk is... is wanting and planning to get out of there in due time so yeah exactly comment on dlive came in chat says you really think he meant to be head of twitter long term though maybe not maybe that one never was the plan so he just came in shake shit up exposed their uh all their censorship dealings with the federal government which totally destroys any section 230 arguments for these tech companies and also assists a hell of a lot of lawsuits out there and then, skirt, he going dip. And heck, maybe uh, Twitter is just going to crumble after that. Who knows? We'll see. I don't want that to happen, though. I do want to get back on Twitter because there's still a lot of people there. And that's hell of an opportunity to get information out there, too. So I don't want Twitter to fail, but I do want my freaking Twitter account back, son of a bitch. All right. Next up. Photo of Elon and Jared Kushner at the World Cup. That was a shocker. That was a surprise. Pretty crazy. Uh, Jared Kushner, Trump's son-in-law, with Elon. And what's the most interesting about this is that they're just chilling there together for the world to see. 
They give no Fs about optics, about what it looks like. They're just hanging out there. Hmm. wonder if they went over there on the same plane, too. Or took separate planes. Um, also, Elon banning the Elon Jet accounts from Twitter before he uh, took this trip. I wonder if that's notable. Timing of it all. But, yeah. That's why I say, man. I think a lot of signs are pointing to... Let me give you my thoughts on Elon. I think during the Obama administration, Elon was a puppet. You look at how much government subsidy money that SpaceX was getting between the years of 2010, 11, 12, right? I think Elon Musk was just a puppet back then. Wasn't much he could do. His hands were tied. I think when Trump came into office, a lot of puppet strings around government and private sector were cut. Elon's being one of those, I think Elon probably made some deals with the Trump administration, which led to SpaceX getting so many government contracts, being the biggest government contractor during the Trump administration. That then got Elon Musk a lot of his money. Elon can thank Trump for getting so rich. And then maybe one of the agreements was that Elon would come in, buy up Twitter, while Biden was in office, expose the shit out of it, and then, you know, stir the pot. Stir the pot and call out the social justice warriors. So, who knows? A lot of that is theory, but some of, some of that theory is based on, you know, fact of what we see. So, yeah. Yeah. Still see Elon getting a lot of shit from people who... People who don't think that change can happen. People can change. Situations can change. And also, they're a little paranoid. <laughs> Seems to be a lot of uh, paranoia in this movement, which rightfully so, right? Um, some people out there need to get more paranoid than they are because they're far too gullible. But at the same time, uh, getting too paranoid will then uh, shut down your ability to criti critically think through, through situations. So, dasting. Dusting, Trump and or, uh, Elon and Kushner there. All right, a few more things on Elon and Twitter, and then we'll dig into Twitter files part seven. So, Wikipedia users rush to document what they're calling the Thursday night massacre. This was last week when all those propagandist mainstream media blowhards were banned. Keith Olbermann, Aaron Rupar, Donio Sullivan, the CNN Wapo, all the journalists that were basically doxing. Elon Musk and his jet location and breaking Twitter rules. Pure hypocrisy. Year and a half ago, they were saying, oh, Twitter's a private company. They can do what they want. But when they get banned, they bitch and moan and complain. So on Wikipedia, they literally have a page that says Thursday Night Massacre. Like what? We had five, six journalists that got banned. Massacre. Massacre. All right. I think back to... October 15th, 2020, when Hunter Biden's laptop dropped, when, what, 100 YouTube channels all got censored within an hour or two? And I think that was a Thursday. I want to check my calendar real quick. I think that was a Thursday. Yeah, it was. That was a true massacre. You had accounts like 
X22, Red Pill 78, my channel, bunch of, a bunch of YouTube channels. You probably had a combined following on all those YouTube channels far beyond freaking Keith Olbermann and Donnie O'Sullivan. Way more engagement, too. So that was the true social media massacre. But we're not going to get a Wikipedia page after us, right? Nope. Only these clowns that work at CNN and NBC do. So that happened. Uh, Taylor Lorenz. We got some more suspensions going on. Washington Post journalist Taylor Lorenz. This freaking clown of all clowns. <laughs> she got booted too. Oh, it's so good. You love to drink in their tears, don't you? All right. Carmen's a bitch. And so is Taylor Lorenz. Uh, Twitter Files Part 7. Let's dig into this now. So on deck for this is the FBI and Hunter Biden's laptop. And this is coming from Michael Schellenberger. Remember, we got three independent journalists who are dropping all these Twitter files. Matt Taibbi, Barry Weiss, and Michael Schellenberger. It's not Schellenberger's turn. Twitter files part seven, the FBI and Hunter Biden laptop. How the FBI and the intelligence community discredited factual information about Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings, both after and before the New York Post revealed the contents of his laptop on October 14th, 2020. Was that the 14th? I thought it was the 15th. Um, maybe the laptop stuff came out by the New York Post on the 14th, and YouTube did all their banning on the 15th. So let's see. Schellenberger links Twitter files number six for the backstory. Twitter files number seven. We present evidence pointing to an organized effort uh, by reps of the intelligence community aimed at senior executives at news and social media companies to discredit leaked info about Hunter Biden before and after the laptop story was published. The story begins in December 2019 when a Delaware computer store owner named John Paul Mac Isaac, JP, contacts the FBI about a laptop that Hunter Biden had left with him. On December 9th, 2019, the FBI issues a subpoena for and takes Hunter Biden's laptop. By August 2020, Mac Isaac still had not heard back from the FBI, even though he had discovered evidence of criminal activity. And so he emails Rudy Giuliani, who was under FBI surveillance at the time. In early October, Giuliani gives it to the New York Post. More backstory here. Shortly before 7 p.m. Eastern time on October 13th, Hunter Biden's lawyer, George Mazires, emails JP, Mac Isaac. Hunter and Mazires had just learned from the New York Post that its story about the laptop would be published the next day. At 9.22 Eastern, FBI Special Agent Elvis Chan, we got Elvis, the special agent at the San Francisco Division, who was named in the uh, drops number six, the one who was good old buddies with Yol Roth. So FBI Special Agent Elvis sent 10, 10 documents to Twitter's then head of site integrity, Yul Roth, through Teleporter, a one-way communications channel from the FBI to Twitter. Convenient. But wait, I thought the government never helped the social media company censor. Meanwhile, we're learning, holy crap, freaking half of these companies are former feds. And they have, they, they have each other on speed dial. Uh, the next day... October 14th, 2020, the New York Post runs its explosive story revealing the business dealings of Hunter Biden. 
Every single fact is accurate. And yet, within hours, Twitter and other social media companies censored the New York Post article, preventing it from spreading. Why is that? What exactly happened? On December 2nd, Matt Taibbi described the debate inside Twitter over its decision to censor a wholly accurate article. Since then, we have discovered new info that points to an organized effort by the Intel community to influence Twitter and other platforms. First, it's important to understand that Hunter Biden earned tens of millions of dollars in contracts with foreign businesses, including ones linked to China's government. And yet, during all of 2020, the FBI and other law enforcement agencies repeatedly primed Yoel Roth to dismiss reports of Hunter Biden's laptop as a Russian hack-and-leak operation. This is from a sworn declaration by Roth given in December 2020. 13. They did the same to Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg even admitted it. The FBI was telling him it was all Russian propaganda. There's Mark Zuck on Joe Rogan. <clears throat> Were the FBI warnings of a Russian hack and leak operation related to Hunter Biden based on any new intel? No, they weren't. It was all bullshit made up. Russia, Russia, Russia stuff. Indeed, Twitter executives repeatedly reported very little Russian activity. Uh, E.g. on September 24th, 2020, Twitter told FBI it had removed 350 largely inactive accounts linked to Russian hacking attempts. They had little reach and low follower accounts. In fact, Twitter debunked false claims by journalists of foreign influence on its platform. We haven't seen any evidence to support that claim by Ben Collins. News of foreign controlled bots. Our review thus far shows a small-scale domestic troll effort. Huh, so Ben Collins was lying, of course, right? Ben Collins and Brandy Zadrozny. Oh, two of the worst people at CNN. Uh, and Twitter's internal emails to each other and the, the FBI, actually. Elvis Chan. Straight up debunked Ben Collins' dumbass. Uh, quick break here. I want to give Patriot Donnie a shout out. Thanks for the, uh, 117 rumble rant, buddy. Appreciate it. FBI needs to be torn down. That it does. That it does. There are a lot of good Patriots at the FBI, okay? But typically, those are the folks that aren't in the positions of power. The ones in the bureaucracy, in the positions of power... Those are the problem, children. Those are the bad apples. So, yes, a whole undermining and reworking of many three-letter government agencies needs to be done. Next up, Schellenberger. After FBI asks about a WAPO story on alleged foreign influence in a pro-Trump tweet, Twitter's Roth says the article makes a lot of insinuations, but we saw no evidence that that was the case here. No evidence of Russian hacking. And that's not the first time that Twitter's Roth has pushed back against the FBI. Huh. In January 2020, Roth resisted FBI efforts to get Twitter to share data outside of the normal search warrant process. Wow. Pressure had been growing. Let's see. Time and time again, the FBI asked Twitter for evidence of foreign influence, and Twitter responds that they aren't finding anything worth reporting. No shit. Despite Twitter's pushback, the FBI repeatedly requests information from Twitter that Twitter has already made clear it will not share outside of normal legal channels. Twitter actually being honest? Huh. Halfway honest. Honest only behind the scenes. 
Then in July 2020, the FBI's Elvis Chan arranges for temporary top secret security clearances for Twitter executives so that the FBI can share information about threats to the upcoming elections. That's scary. Let's give uh, crazy Yoel Roth a top secret security clearance. On August 11th, 2020, the FBI's Chan, Chan, right? Shares information on Twitter's Roth relating to the Russian hacking organization APT28 through the FBI's secure one-way communications channel, Teleporter. Recently, Yoel Roth told Kara Swisher that he had been primed to think about the Russian hacking group APT28 before news of the Hunter Biden laptop came out. When it did, Roth said... It set off every single one of my finely tuned APT28 hack and leap campaign alarm bells. Is that Yol Roth? Hmm. Looks like a beta frat boy, didn't he? In August 2020, FBI's Chan asked Twitter, does anyone there have a top secret clearance? When someone mentions Jim Baker, Obamagate FBI lawyer, Chan responds, I don't know how I forgot him. An odd claim, given Chan's job, is to monitor Twitter, not to mention that they work together at the FBI. Hmm. That's like me saying, oh, geez, how how could I forget the X-22 report? Makes videos every day. Oh, geez. Who is that guy? 26, who is uh, Jim Baker? We talked about that. Obamagate guy. That clown. Uh, As general counsel of the FBI, Baker played a central role in making the case internally for an investigation of Donald Trump. Baker wasn't the only senior FBI exec involved in the Trump investigation to go to Twitter. Huh. Don Burton, the former deputy chief of staff to FBI head James Comey, who initiated the investigation of Trump, joined Twitter in 2019 as director of strategy. That's new to me, actually. Don Burton. As of 2020, there were so many former FBI employees, Boo alumni, working at Twitter that they had created their own private Slack channel and a crib sheet to onboard new FBI arrivals. Literally, ha- half of these social media companies are friggin' Fed boys. Quote unquote, former Fed boys, right? Efforts continue to influence Twitter's Yul Roth. The organizer of, let's see. In September 2020, Roth participated in an Aspen Institute tabletop exercise on a potential hack and dump operation relating to Hunter Biden. The goal was to shape how the media covered it and how social media carried it. And this was a month before Hunter Biden's laptop intel came out. And remember, the, the FBI knew they got the, the info about Hunter Biden's laptop from John Paul, JP, repair shop owner, in December 2019. And they didn't say anything. JP didn't know what was going on. FBI didn't say anything to him. In September 2020, before the New York Post put out the Hunter Biden laptop story, The Aspen Institute did a tabletop exercise on a potential hack and dump operation relating to Hunter Biden. The FBI freaking, oh, they knew. The Aspen Institute somehow knew 
probably went through the grapevine from the FBI to some other intel agency peoples to whoever to the Aspen Institute, and they were setting up this whole thing to freaking prepare for it because they knew it was going to come out somehow. They knew it was going to leak, get out of the media. So, huh. Interesting. The organizer was Vivian Schiller. Hell of a last name there. Former CEO of NPR. Former head of news at Twitter. Former general manager of the New York Times. Former chief digital officer of NBC News. Yeah, no shit. So she probably has all kinds of connects to the intel community, if not an asset herself of the CIA or FBI or something. So she probably caught wind that, oh no, this laptop story might be hitting the airwaves soon. We better conduct this Aspen Institute tabletop exercise. All right, let's uh, speed through. I think we've got like 10, 15 more tweets here. Let's speed through it. By mid-September 2020, Chan and Roth had set up an encrypted messaging network so employees from the FBI and Twitter could communicate. No way. They also agreed to create a virtual war room for, quote, all the internet industry plus FBI and the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. They all had a big freaking internet chat together. And yet all these ass clowns told us for the past two years that, oh, no, we don't censor based off political reasons or we don't work with the government to censor. All this sort of BS, right? my god I wonder how many FBI agents came across my my accounts and went through my DMs and all that let's see then on September 15 2020 the FBI's Laura Demlo who heads up the foreign influence task force and Elvis Chan request to give a classified briefing for Jim Baker without any other Twitter staff such as Yoel Roth present on October 14th, shortly after the New York Post publishes its Hunter Biden laptop story, Roth says, it isn't clearly violative of our hacked materials policy, nor is it clearly in violation of anything else, but adds, this feels a lot like a somewhat subtle leak operation. In response to Roth, Baker repeatedly insists that the Hunter Biden materials were either faked, hacked, or both in a violation of Twitter policy, Baker does so over email and in a Google Doc on October 14th and 15th. Clearly a lie, right? Baker's clearly lying. And yet, it's inconceivable Baker, Baker believed the Hunter Biden emails were either fake or hacked. The New York Post had included a picture of the receipt signed by Hunter Biden, and an FBI subpoena showed that the agency had taken possession of the laptop in December 2019. As for the FBI, it likely would have taken a few hours for it to confirm that the laptop had belonged to Hunter Biden. Indeed, it only took a few days for journalist Peter Schweitzer to prove it. <laughs> By 10 a.m., Twitter execs had bought into a wild hack-and-dump story. At 3.38 that same day, October 14th, Baker arranges a phone conversation with Matthew Perry in the office of the general counsel of the FBI. The influence operation persuaded Twitter execs that the Hunter Biden laptop did not come from a whistleblower, one linked to a Hill article based on a WAPO article from October 15th, with, which falsely suggested that Giuliani's leak of the laptop had something to do with Russia. That's, that's literally what they did with Obamagate, right? 
because the Steele dossier was based on some made-up shit in the mainstream media. Based on made-up shit. And then they, they justified the whole investigation based on made-up stuff in the media. It's exactly what's happening here. Their Twitter execs are being convinced that it's Russia, Russia because of a mainstream media article that's based on another mainstream media article, WAPO, which we know is trash CIA propaganda. They just make shit up. They just make shit up. And base made-up stuff off of other made-up stuff. And that's what they justify their censorship and their investigations and all their stuff with. Uh, Number 41, there's evidence that FBI agents have warned elected officials of foreign influence with the primary goal of leaking the information to the news media. This is a political dirty trick used to create the perception of impropriety. Basically what I was just talking about. In 2020, the FBI gave a briefing to Senator Grassley and Johnson, claiming evidence of Russian interference into their investigation of Hunter Biden. The briefing angered the senators, who say it was done to discredit their investigation. Uh, Let's see, let's see. Notably, then, FBI General Counsel Jim Baker was investigated twice in 2017 and 19 for leaking information to the news media. In the end, the FBI's influence campaign aimed at executives at news media, Twitter, and other social media companies worked. They censored and discredited the Hunter Biden laptop story. By December 2020, Baker and his colleagues even sent a note of thanks to the FBI for its work. <laughs> That's So what? Jim Baker sent that note to himself, patted himself on the back. Good job. They love themselves. 46, the FBI's influence campaign may have been helped by the fact that it was paying Twitter millions of dollars for its staff time. And the pressure from the FBI and social media platforms continues. In August 2022, just a few months ago, Twitter execs prepared for a meeting with the FBI whose goal was to convince us to produce on more FBI EDRs. EDRs are an emergency disclosure request, a warrantless search. Lovely. In response to the Twitter files revelation of high-level FBI agents at Twitter, Jim Jordan said, I have concerns about whether the government was running a misinformation operation on we the people. And that is the end. Warrantless search. They're still doing it, at least a couple of months ago, uh, before these Twitter files dropped and Elon started cleaning out the place. EDR, emergency disclosure request. That's a fancy name for no justification, a.k.a. a warrantless search. Great. So, hope you had fun reading my DMs, you fed boys. Reading all my dick jokes and all the middle fingers that I was giving you guys. Oh, all right. So, that was, uh, so that was number seven, right? To some, the more red-pilled folks, it's not going to be a big surprise. But to others, it is going to be a big surprise and very enlightening. And baby steps each time, step by step, a little more comes out every single day, every single week. And this this is massive ramifications for big tech companies, the FBI, Section 230 arguments, um, the First Amendment, us getting our accounts back, lawsuits against big tech it's big 
So, you know, Trump still has his class action lawsuit against big tech. I haven't heard anything about that for a long time, but I'm sure in the coming months there will be news statements and press releases made about the developments after all this. And uh, there's a hell of a lot of other lawsuits going on right now too. So those are going to be drastically um, changing. All right, guys. So let's move on now. Actually, uh, a couple of quick mid-show plugs here before we move on. If you want to support the work I do, I appreciate you guys sending the Rumble Rants, those gold pills on Foxhole, the lemons on DLive. Thank you, guys. Uh, a couple other ways you can support if you aren't watching live, if you're watching on a replay. Uh, go find me on Locals. Go find me on Locals. I'm uploading one or two exclusive videos a week here to Locals. So uh, there's that. You also get a few other perks, and uh, you can support the work I do. Another way to support is grabbing something from my supplement brand, ConsciousStrength.net. It's probably a little late to grab something for Christmas, but... Hey, if you want to start the new year off right, if you're trying to get healthier and do some resolutions or whatever, uh, there's some products here that can help you out with that. Get a healthier lifestyle. And I have a lot of blogs, a lot of informative blogs. Just dropped a new one on magnesium the other day. So ConsciousStrength.net, links for locals, and my supplement website will be in the description of the video. Thanks, guys. Chat says, you want all taxpayers' monies returned, refunded to us from the FBI and Twitter employees. Indeed, right? Huh. Interesting. We're literally paying the government to censor us. Seems like quite a uh, conflict of interest there. Who's going to stop them? Well, first, we need to influence the Court of public opinion. Public opinion is what starts getting stuff moving. So that's what we need to do first, public awareness. And then once the public is influenced enough with the truth and demands change, that then allows change to happen quicker, easier, faster, actually happen, period. So first is the awareness aspect of it which we've been working on, still need to work on, right? And then next stage will be the justice portion. So, shifty shift, one who better get the justice portion um, coming after him. Good old watermelon head. He's nervous about social media companies. Uh, if you'll be responsible moderators of content, we will give you immunity. Is that a bribe or is that a threat or is that some sort of coded BS? Let's see. He was on some Sunday talk show. What did he have to say? Okay. There's so much bullshit in this. We got to go, but line by line. Hold on. All right. Let's see what this pedo has to say. Failure to moderate content? What have they been doing for the last three years? Moderating 
Too much content. The explosion of hate on Twitter. That was like 100 accounts. And no, there's not been an explosion of hate on Twitter. Fake news. The banning of journalists. You mean like five of them that were breaking Twitter rules and doxing airline locations? Uh, how about the citizen journalists that have been banned en masse over the last two or three years? You've very much had your tune changed three years ago, two years ago. No, you wanted them to get immunity. <laughs> you just don't want it now because Elon owns Twitter. What? What have we been learning in these Twitter file drops? You're absolutely telling them what to say and not say. And in fact, this little prick. So back in 2020, at the beginning of COVID, when I was talking a lot about the chlorine dioxide potential treatment for COVID, right? Mubleach. Uh, this jackass, Adam Schiff, penned an open letter that he posted on his Twitter account calling for social media companies to censor content, and he explicitly called out chlorine dioxide in there, a la MMS, right? And then I started getting a load of tweets removed about chlorine dioxide. So it was freaking Adam Schiff that was calling on Twitter to censor chlorine dioxide content at the beginning of COVID. And yeah, he abs he's literally 100% lying about that because it was this jackass that, that uh, urged Twitter to remove a bunch of uh, content. And I mean, I was one of the, if not the main person on the big tech platforms at the time talking about chlorine dioxide against COVID. So... Um, You are fake news. See this guy? Number one bullshit guy. Why are you gay? I wish the government would just ban itself. All right, onward from this. Let's talk about some, uh... You are fake news. The frickin' New York Times... First day of Hanukkah, right? They, they, this was the shape of their crossword puzzle. You can't make it up. New York Times. What does that look like to you? Look like a swastika? Maybe they say, oh, well, the Buddhist used that symbol and it didn't mean hate. Yeah, whatever. Uh, New York Times, full of Nazis. Let's be real. The Nazi York Times. <laughs> you, can't, you can't make this up, man. It's a freaking swastika. Oh, and they call us the Nazis, right? They call us the white supremacist, domestic extremist Nazis. Yeah, I've never uh, made a crossword puzzle that was in the shape of a freaking swastika, bro. Complete the crossword. Win a trip to Ukraine. <laughs> oh, your guys' comments get me sometimes. I love the internet, man. I love the internet. 
Crikey. All right. What do we got next? Ooh, let's talk Carrie Lake's lawsuit. So, today is the beginning of the oral arguments in Carrie Lake's lawsuit hearing. Uh, Pepe Lives Matter, shout out PLM. He was clipping it all day, posting it to his Telegram account and True Social account. This is one of the clips, probably the most crazy one. Carrie Lake's lawsuit is being heard, and the attorney for convicted racist Katie Hobbs essentially says that what happened in the 2022 midterms wasn't a big deal because look at what happened when our country was racist. My clients find the most odious, and that is a claim that there has been voter suppression in Maricopa County in 2022. If there's one thing that Americans know, it's what voter suppression looks like, Your Honor. Voter suppression looks like the nearly 3,500 African-American men who were murdered, beat in front of their families, and hanged from trees between 1865 and 1933. Documented lynchings. Not just to prevent those African-American men from voting, but to terrorize their entire community so they wouldn't even want to register to vote. That's voter suppression. Every American knows that. The Department of Justice in this country was started by Ulysses S. Grant for the primary purpose of ensuring that African-Americans got their civil rights. Why? Because primarily voter suppression. In 1965, the... Let's bring up shit from 150 years ago and try to uh, claim that, oh no, 2022 midterms weren't a big deal because racism centuries ago what the hell is this asshat talking about so all right uh that's happening today and throughout the week we'll be getting more news about this lawsuit coming out we'll be tracking it every day uh carrie lake had a talk over the weekend at a turning point conference and she was pissed man she has some fighting words listen to this than anybody i know he's given up more than anybody i know and these bastards of the media want to drag him through the mud. She's talking about Donald Trump. Ugh. That face. That's a face of pissed. Pissed off mama bear. Who got her election stolen from her? Oh, oh. That's right. That's right. You! You are fake news. She pissed off the media. Look at all these headlines today. Carrie Lake lobs another threat if she doesn't become governor. Carrie Lake calls for imprisoning Maricopa County election officials. Uh, is that wrong, though? I mean... Shots fired! Shots fired! We're not gonna take it! Carrie Lake calls herself... Proud election denying deplorable in ranting speech. Damn right. Carrie Lake would be governor if curse words were votes. <laughs> what? The hell? Uh, certified Arizona election loser. Carrie Lake trolls at Turning Point USA event. Yeah, that's uh, that's your headlines for the day. And then we had Katie Hobbs on some talk news show uh, over the weekend 
Let's compare. I want to talk about the midterm election. Yeah. Obviously, very divisive, and it's still not over. Mm -hmm. um, your opponent, Carrie Lake, filed a lawsuit to challenge your victory. That legal battle could drag on well past the day that you're sworn in. Um, what is your response, not only as our future governor, but as Secretary of State? Mm -hmm. Um, so I can't comment on ongoing litigation, but what I'll just say is that um, these folks and uh, Carrie Lake's campaign, the other campaigns that are using our courts to continue to drag out their conspiracy theories, um, they're abusing the courts. They need to stop doing that um, and just let us move forward. Um, they continue to make these broad allegations of fraud that there's no basis for. Um, there's nothing in any of these lawsuits that actually point to evidence of any type of fraud. Fantasyland. Carrie Lake literally has a whistleblower from Runbeck Election Company that details hundreds of thousands of fake votes, affidavit, evidence, everything. So Valley Girl Katie Hobbs here. The, what, 50-some-year-old who acts 15. Man. Just repeating the George Soros talking points. Maybe she has like a teleprompter on her glasses. It's like a one-way teleprompter. It's just like giving her what to say on her. <laughs> Chat says, just like the 2020 election, nothing will happen. Oh God, I can't stand that doomerism, black pillism. And respect, I understand your frustration, right? I, I mean no disrespect with these comments, but shit is happening, bro. Get that mindset out of here. Yeah, nothing will happen with that attitude. Shit. But again, how many more people are awakened to rigged elections now than just two years ago? Riddle me that. <laughs> Chat says, she looks good in orange. <laughs> right? <laughs> Be an orange jumpsuit too soon. <laughs> That's a good one. All right. All right. On the topic of Arizona, we got the Department of Justice suing Arizona for placing shipping containers at the border. So Arizona is creating their own wall with shipping containers. Maybe they're from, uh... Donald Trump don't trust China. China is asshole. Be poetic as hell if they were Chinese shipping containers, but... <laughs> now, DOJ is suing them. Yeah clown world that we're living in and then uh, also border news breaking today title 42 which was uh, immigration policy invoked by donald trump which essentially uh allowed the border patrol to expel migrants seeking asylum just get them out of here quick uh it was going to be ended in two days but today supreme court delayed the ending of title 42 uh, keeping in place Trump-era immigration policy, allowing asylum seekers to be quickly turned away at the border. So that that's at least a win. We still got a crisis going on. Thousands and thousands of people crossing the border, uh, especially in Texas, you know, El Paso area. It's getting bad, but Title 42 still in place. Big win there. Moving on from this. Be careful, anybody, if you have a merch site, 
if you're using any of those third-party printing websites like uh, Redbubble, Etsy, TeePublic, Teespring, any of the third-party merch printing websites, uh, we've got Yahoo News here, our extremism reporters trying to get you banned. This is how they do it. They write articles like this, calling it, oh, look at all these extremists on these platforms. These are their calls to censor, their activism they do. And uh, I've I've been banned on TeePublic and Teespring. There's another one called Spreadshirt I got banned off of. So I, I've been banned on all those third-party printing websites by now. But uh, if you have anything on them, including Etsy, be careful. So there's that. And two more things, and then I will get to the chat. So we'll talk the Obama family making UFO documentaries for Netflix. So like I said earlier, uh, Barack and Michelle Obama, their their production company is called Higher Ground Productions, and they're apparently working on a feature film called White Mountains, and it'll be based on a UFO abduction story from the 60s. So, my point being is that this this abduction story apparently is pretty interesting, but point being is that there's going to be a lot of crap like this hitting the airwaves in the next few months, just fanning the flames of that, what do we want to call it, limited hangout op, uh, social justice, it's, it's like a new aspect to the whole social justice movement. They got climate change activism, they got... Um, border active. They got all these different topics of activism for the SJW liberal folk to choose to represent. And UFO activism is because becoming another pillar of rah rah. You know, Black Lives Matter activism, climate change activism. Got to do it for women. Women activism and also UFO activism. It's basically just a left wing. Uh, SJW movement, pretty much. And uh, here's another article. This came out over the weekend. Pentagon's UFO office reveals it's investigating several hundred new reports of UFOs from service members in the last year, but is yet to find evidence of alien life. Yeah, because uh, most of those UFOs are probably made by, like, Lockheed. Got human pilots. Let's be real. But also, the DOD here is just playing dumb. They're just playing dumb. Nothing to see here. Plead the fifth. Make up some cover story. Um, all the all the juicy intel is locked away in super secret, unacknowledged programs that whoever's making these reports isn't going to have access to. So uh, that answers that. A lot more puff pieces like this. A lot more watered-down BS is going to be coming out uh, in due time. And... No, I'm not a blue beam proponent. The whole fake alien invasion blue beam thing. I actually think that is clickbait, basically. It's like, it's a psyop. It's a psyop about a psyop, right? Psyopception. No, I think all the blue beam stuff is is clickbait. Um, we've been seeing the deep states UFO op being pushed for the last five years now. It's been five years since the New York Times started it all with their A-tip UFO black project story. Um, 
And really the main goal, I think, is not for some sort of like Bluebeam event. I think the main goal is to set up an SJW movement and suck in a lot of uh, people into it to distract them, misdirect their attention away from things like election and COVID nonsense and all that, and also get them brainwashed with left-wing BS. Because a lot of the, uh, I mean, all these like UFO conferences, Contact in the Desert, all the UFO conferences that I've been kicked out of, but uh, Contact in the Desert, Conscious Life Expo, these UFO documentaries on Netflix, just all these mainstream UFO proponents these days, they try to act non-political and bipartisan. Oh, the UFO topic is, you know, it's not political. Fuck yeah, it is. They're closet closet lefties through and through, closet socialists, closet commies. And they try to act non-political, but they most definitely are. So that's that's how they're draping up this UFO movement to be. Yeah, we're going to push for disclosure. The whole disclosure movement has been, uh, at least that half of it, has been totally compromised by uh, closet commies. The other half of the disclosure movement is full of clickbait, super soldier, secret space program bullshit. Oh, I channel... Oh, I'm in contact with aliens. I talk to the galactic fuckeration, you know, shit like that. So you kind of got two polarized aspects of the whole UFO disclosure movement. One is the mainstream version. One is the clickbait BS version. They're both well off base, believing some BS and, uh, kind of a bummer because this is one of my favorite topics and there's so many uh there's a lot of heavy hitting info in it very enlightening info but within the kind of the ufo community there's all these clicks groups cults if you will and um full of shit scott mckay claims he saw pictures of a 10 foot tall gigantic galactic alien well, any being to Scott McKay is probably pretty gigantic. Dude's with like 5'3", five, 5'4". Five, He's got to wear like high heels when he gets on stage so he feels taller. Uh, yeah, Scott McKay is full of shit. Let's be real. Overwatch. My Overwatch intel that I get. Anybody that tries to sell you their opinions and the the social media content they do as intel... Scott McKay is one of those. All those guys, right? Charles Ward, Phil Godlewski, all those clowns. Uh, if they use the word intel, I'm going to give you intel tonight. Big red flag right there. Big red flag. Got a Rumble Ranch shout out here. Thank you, Social Observer. How many Trump NFT cards did I buy? Zero. I didn't get any of the Trump NFTs. Appreciate the five bucks, though. No, NFTs aren't my thing. Never got into that. Yeah, the real UFO when it comes to uh, the Obamas is the unidentified phallic object between Big Mike's legs. 
Okay, that would be a UPO, but all right. Let me bring in some tunes. Felt quiet. Felt like silent in here. All right, what do we got? It's Monday. Let's do some. Hey, Jordan, please remind me on your take on that HBO special cue into the storm. You wish Joe Rogan wasn't buying into it, is he? Did he mention that recently? Did he mention the whole cue into the storm thing? Or wait, didn't he have Colin Hoback? Colin Hoback is the dude that produced that HBO Q special. Didn't Joe Rogan have Colin Hoback on one time? Can't quite remember. I don't follow. Um, I don't follow Joe Rogan all that close. I, I don't listen to his podcast. Oh, yeah, he did. He totally did a year ago. Yeah, that whole cue into the storm dock, full of shit, dude. Colin Hoback is a... I was about to use the four-letter C word, but... Uh... Yeah, dude's a freaking clown. This is a snake, total snake. Dude, so uh, back in 2019, it was the beginning of 2019, I was invited to Hawaii to do um, a retreat to speak at an event. And um, one aspect of this retreat, it was like a, it was like a week long retreat. So one aspect of it was dolphin swimming. So the speakers and the attendees, uh, for a couple of the days, rented charter boats, went out dolphin swimming. So, um, Colin Hoback, he freaking went to this event and was on my boat. I had no idea that he worked for HBO where he was doing this documentary or everything. No idea. That little freaking weasel. He came up to me, I remember. He came up to me, shook my hand, we talked. And uh, then when I saw the HBO documentary come out two years later, I'm scratching my head like, why does that fucker look so familiar? It was killing me for like a day. I'm like, why does he look so familiar? And then it clicked because I saw the, uh, I saw the trailer for the HBO cute doc that he did i saw the trailer and then i saw a quick clip in the trailer from that event and then it clicked oh my god that's where i met him that son of a bitch he used like half a dozen clips of me in there didn't even mention my name what a jackass 
Uh, do I like the hue Mongolian metal? Totally. The who are great. I like that song that they did with the Papa Roach guy. Who is cool. I've been getting into metal a lot more recently. Been listening to uh, Disturbed. Really like Five Finger Death Punch, man. I downloaded a shitload of the music the other day. And I like Five Finger Death Punch because a couple of their band members are like total Trump supporters. And they were doing anti-lockdown, anti-mask music a couple years ago. Five Finger Death Punch, sure. They're cool. They're going on tour with Metallica next year, and I would love to go to that show. They're doing a show in, in Seattle in like August. I'm like, man, maybe I'll make a trip back to Washington to see Metallica five finger in person. Chat says Jordan doesn't really like to speculate much anyway. I love to speculate, but um, when I theorize and speculate, I base it as much as I can on fact, right? So I'm not gonna go into left field and theorize and speculate on shit that has no relevance or something that I'm never gonna know or learn. Like some people are speculating on what's going on behind the scenes with the white hats or Q team or all this stuff. And then they're taking these Q drops and trying to do some asinine decodes with them. And I'm sitting here like, number one, how does that affect your life? I'm trying to expend all that energy and time theorizing and speculating on that number two speculate on that all you want you're never gonna know so why bother right so don't get me wrong i love to speculate but i like to speculate on relevant stuff so oh and then you say i don't answer much of the foxhole chat well i'm just answering you right here answer the foxhole chat foxhole chat is just not that uh sometimes it's a little slower rumble's the fastest one so i gotta keep track of the rumble one most. have i listened to disturb sound of silence yeah they do a great cover of that their live version that they did on conan a few years ago was freaking awesome I'm younger than your idiot daughters, chat says. I'm sorry that your uh, children are, you know, not that smart. But I've got some pretty dumb family members too, unfortunately. Right? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink it. Oh, you've been getting into metal too lately, right? Mostly gold and silver. Yeah. Gold and silver. Uh, do I ever miss it in Washington? Yeah, for sure. The water, the ocean, the mountains, the views. I do. But um, the people in Idaho, 
way more down to earth. Not as brainwashed, not as Libby. Um, the freedom here is nice. So, if only we could have like these sorts of attitudes over in Western Washington. That'd be nice. Maybe someday. chat says came in late did i talk about the flat earther that proved the earth is round <laughs> oh there's been a few of those hadn't there um no but i'll be talking about that whenever i do my clickbait stream this week i don't know if i'm gonna be able to get to that tomorrow i thought i was gonna be able to but um maybe thursday or maybe saturday we'll do a grift miss special Griftmas Eve. I'll probably have some time on Saturday to do it, yeah. sick of flat earth yeah me too but i'll be honest um flat earth stuff doesn't annoy me as much as the uh nazara bullshit nazara flatter or nazara quantum financial bullshit because people are actually believing that and then investing like their whole life savings into xrp shit crypto coin and and other scams because of nazara at least flat earth crap if people believe that they don't like typically invest their life savings and make bad decisions and all that but some of the Nazar believers are actually like taking out second mortgages and, and all this stuff because they think it's all going to get magically paid off so I'm going to accumulate as much credit and debt as I can right now because it'll just magically disappear when Nazara gets activated or whatever the heck right so and the med bed BS. Oh, I'm not going to do anything for this cancer I have. I'm not going to try to eat healthy because the med beds are going to save me and whenever the military rolls them out. So those actually have more, I think, real world implication. And cause more harm than stupid flatter stuff. But they're all very easy tells. When you see an influencer start pushing Flat Earth, Nazara, MedBed stuff, I have insiders, right? Um, at best, they just have shitty discernment. At worst, they're knowingly lying to you and probably taking money to do it or something. So, uh, those are it's a very good litmus test. So that's a reason I love Flat Earth and I love Nazara this QFS stuff because they're just easy litmus tests.
was optimistic about the George magazine until Charles Ward was interviewed by them. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever's running their whole content department at George magazine is, in my opinion, doing a pretty shit job. I know who it is. Um, they're like a big Wano Saving fan and all this shit. Um, some lady. She might be a nice lady. I, I don't really know. I haven't checked too deep into her work. Never met her. She might be a nice lady, but she's quite naive at best. Quite naive. Gullible. Um, yeah, George Magazine. I think in the first issue, they had Scott McKay profiled in there. And then in their latest issue, they did this big feature with Charles Ward and the quantum financial system. Uh, and from what I hear, Phil Godlewski might even get a freaking feature in that magazine. I don't know if that's true. That just could be some lame rumor I heard. But I did see that content director lady I was talking about that runs the content at George News. George Magazine. Different than George News. George Magazine. I did see her on her Telegram channel promote posts, forward posts from Phil Godlewski. The one that's directing content at George Magazine. So it could be true that Phil Godlewski gets a feature in George Magazine. Woof! Don't do it! Don't do it! Don't do it! I'm trying to save you! I'm trying to help you! My criticism is constructive! It may be direct, it may be brash, but it is constructive! Yeah, people always get freaking triggered by what I say. They're fee-fees. People's fee-fees, right? I want to protect my fee-fees. Uh, what do we think about geoengineering the weather? I wrote a Substack article about that a month or two ago. Go check it out. I wanna go where you go Blowing your smoke out a window float away Back to those Tokyo nights You keep me up wide away very possible UFOs could be a distraction. A very shiny subject. Yeah, literally, right? Look at that shiny object. It depends on what about UFOs is the distraction, though. If we're talking about the truth of the UFO subject, I wouldn't say it's a distraction because that's another piece of the general Great Awakening puzzle that all connects in somehow anyway, right? You got the same corrupt cabal 
pedophiles that are the ones lying to us about the whole UFO subject. So it all connects in some way, shape, or form. If we're talking about the watered-down PSYOP disinfo that's put out about UFOs, then yes, that is the distraction piece. So gotta be uh gotta clarify it. You don't believe in UFOs? Believe what you want. Clearly shit in the sky. And the the term UFO is a very vague, very vague term, right? So it doesn't really mean much. Let's, let's classify. Okay. Are we talking man-made electrogravitic saucer? Are we talking the pilot of the craft is non-terrestrial? Is it one of our saucers? Is it one of their saucers? Maybe we're talking some other kind of platform. Maybe we're talking about some sort of non-physical craft. It wouldn't even be technically a craft. It's just a follow-up light plasma. UFOs are a tool of the transhuman movement? Ah, uh, that doesn't make sense. What do you mean? Don't let everything that Charlie Ward touches turn instantly into mashed shit potatoes. <laughs> Yeah, because then he'll eat it. Uh, Jordan, did you hear about the Air Force grounding the entire fleet of B-2 spirit bombers? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Just saw that headline an hour ago. Uh, what's the reason? I didn't read the article, but what's the reason they did So why the hell does the DOD think they need over 100 B-21s? I'll tell you, Lockheed lobbyists. That's why they think they need over 100 B-21s. Lockheed lobbyists and kickbacks. Oh, is it that B-2 crash? One of the B-2s crashed in Missouri, so they're grounding the whole fleet. Hmm. There's not that many of them, though, right? Like 30 of them? I could be pulling that number out of my ass, but I think it's just a few dozen. How many B-2s? 20. Okay, that's close. There's just 20 of them in service, so, all right.
All of the corporate culture is lobbying and kickbacks. The corporation should be done away with, or else it will become the future like in Alien Trilogy movies. Yeah, man. Corporate culture in general has just just disgusts me. Never fit in there. Whatever the industry is, pharma industry, military industrial complex, tech corporation, insurance, healthcare, whatever. It's just so much ass kissing, brown nosing, materialism, climb the corporate ladder, run the rat race sort of bullshit. repulsive to me people thinking that they're literally here on this planet to work a nine-to-five get benefits be a wage slave for 40 years until they can retire in their 60s and die And with the way our shit economy is, people can't even retire in their 60s. They gotta hold some part-time job because they're still broke and work until they're freaking what, 78? Fucking materialism. Corporation legal structure allows executives to get away with murder and mayhem and only punishment is usually billions in fines, right? Oh yeah, let's break all these laws. We're just gonna get a slap on the wrist. Pay a hundred million, few hundred million dollars in fines. It's fine. We'll be able to afford that. Then you got all these executives that make 50 million a year while people at their company make you know, the, the low-level folks at their company make 20000 a year. It's a corporatocracy, indeed. I'm all for free market capitalism. We don't really live in that world, do we? Free market, because honesty is just tough to find. And capitalism, that's rife for opportunistic folk to use and abuse, right? Capitalists. I think we need to separate that from free market. I'm all for free market, absolutely. But to capitalize, I mean, we just don't live in honest capitalism. We live in dishonest capitalism. There's some honest capitalists out there, sure. But at least the ones that run most of the big companies out there. Sure not honest capitalists. All right, guys, um, I'm going to head out. <clears throat> Got to go make dinner.
may or may not be live tomorrow. I'll let you know on Telegram and True Social. I'll put out something about it um, if I do. If not, I'll see you guys on Wednesday. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Hump Day stream. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Thank you. And I will see you, see you on Wednesday. Take care, everybody. You have a good night. Good morning for my friend in Perth. Good day. I said good day. Thanks, guys. See you next time.